Thank you. Oh, well, um, good morning. It's good to be here, isn't it? Um, I love Christmas. I love all those carols. I learned them all off by heart when I was at Sunday school, except you've changed the words now, so they're not, <laughs> I don't sing it right. But I really love them. Um, I love the celebration of Christmas uh, here in church and at home as well. I love all the decorations. Well done, those of you who decorated our church so well. Um, and uh, yeah, I love all the, the, the houses lit up. Have you seen this picture here? Have you, have you got your house decorated on the outside like that? That's not my house. That's daft as a brush there. That's their place. You want to go and see it. It's just brilliant. I love it. But um, it's, it was lit up earlier than last year, and you've noticed too that the Christmas trees have gone up earlier, the goods in the shop, Christmas stuff in the shop windows earlier, uh, no doubt to increase their sales uh, rather than celebrating the birth of Christ. You know, when, when I was a child, um, back in the 50s, um, we put our Christmas tree up on Christmas Eve. Because Christmas Day is the first day of the 12 days of Christmas. Uh, so we're doing it early, but that's good because there's so much to celebrate at Christmas. And now we have more days to do all our shopping and preparations, right? Yeah. No? Will that make you more peaceful having more time? And more happy and full of joy this Christmas? Or will it cause more stress and frustration? Will you really enjoy the peace of Christmas. I was um, cooking meals. We have warm spaces and we have people come in for a meal. And we, I was cooking the meals one day and there were a lot of people in the kitchen. Uh, one or two were helping. Others were just there to chat loudly and get in the way. And me, I was wanting to shout out, everyone out and give me some peace. Uh, which fortunately they went. Um, but those, those of you who are cooking for family and friends, how will your peace be on Christmas morning? That's always a challenge, isn't it? Today, in this world that we live in, our peace is often disturbed in lots of ways. You know, we have cost of living crisis, energy crisis, climate change crisis, NHS and crisis, and lots of other things. There's war in Ukraine, horrific atrocities in Israel and Gaza, and other bad news every day on, on the television, isn't it? And it disturbs your peace. Are you troubled this morning? Are you troubled? Jesus said, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. But if you're troubled this morning you're, and you're, you're long for peace, then you're in the right place today. Because in the next few minutes, I want to share with you three kinds of peace that will transform your life. There's um, peace with God. There's the peace of God. And there's the peace with one another. We're going to look at those. Let's just pray. Father of peace, would your spirit come now and open every ear to hear the word, that you, word of peace that you want to bring to them this morning. And help me to 
to bring that word faithfully. In Jesus' name, amen. The next reading I think you're going to have, we'll have the words, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. Uh, Harrods of London, the department store, uh, had words in their Christmas catalog a few years ago, and it's, it read like this, Christmas is coming, joyful and triumphant in a blaze of splendor. Harrods is brimful of comfort and joy, overflowing with grandeur. Let the glory of Christmas ring out. What's that all about? You recognize the words joyful and triumphant. We'll be, probably be singing them. Comfort and joy, they're also in a carol. And let the glory of Christmas ring out. What is it? It's a lie, what they're offering. There is more to Christmas than shopping, yes? Good. You're doing well so far. Good news of joy began in Bethlehem long before Herod's were around with the birth of a Savior, Jesus Christ the Lord. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the Prince of Peace. And peace begins with God. God made you and I. And he made us to be connected to him. And you know the story of Adam and Eve. Because of Adam and Eve's disobedience, we are all disconnected from God. So in, in our minds, we begin to think, um, I'll do this or I'll do that. Or I'll do what I want, disregarding any thought of God. And that's what the Bible calls sin. It's rejecting God's authority in our lives and it's living in his world as if he doesn't exist. You know, I would really love to sit at home and work through a list of things that I want to do, like do some watercolor painting and learn more of the piano, how to play it, and sing in my guitar, sing God's praises, and go for long walks in the country. So I'd love to do that every day. But God says, you must do other things. And he's given me other things that I love doing, like preparing sermons, although sometimes that disturbs my peace. <laughs> um, that's true. I think God keeps preachers humble by making them a bit disturbed when they're preparing. Is that right, Nicola? Yes. Yes, it's true. Human sin is the ultimate cause of all that spoils life on earth and destroys our peace even making the peace at Christmas seem difficult to maintain. Paul assures us that it is possible to have, that's Paul the Apostle, not me, assures us that it is possible to have peace with God. That's where it all begins. In Romans 5 verse 1 he says, Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You see that? We are justified by faith. Faith, I, mean, I learned it's faith is forsaking all, I trust him. Forsaking all, I trust him. And, and we are justified by faith because, we, because of the Lord Jesus. Because he died on a cross for our sins. And if we put our faith in him, let go of everything else and trust him, then we have peace with God. We are justified. I always was taught justified is just as if I'd never sinned. If you come to the cross, 
and bring your sin to the cross and leave it at Jesus' feet, then he wipes it out. It's gone. And it's just as if you had never sinned. And that's a wonderful freedom. We have a God who loves and cares for all of us, but he can't ignore sin. And in his justice, he must punish us, but in his great love, he longs to forgive us. That's why Jesus came that first Christmas day to rescue us so that we could be his friends and that we would know God as our friend. He lived a perfect life and perfectly obeyed his father and took our punishment on the cross. And God raised him to life so that we might know the living, risen Lord in our lives today. If we trust him, ask for his forgiveness, invite him into our lives as Jesus, as our saviour, he saves us from our sin and we invite him as our, as our Lord to be the one that we obey rather than I'll do this, I'll do that, but Lord, what do you want me to do? And God will accept us and welcome us into his family. It's so good. That's the goodness of God and the love of God. Peace with God. Have you peace with God? Are you sure of your salvation? You can come to God today and find peace with him. And maybe you know, even as I'm speaking, that you need to find this peace with God. Then there will be an opportunity for you a bit later on just to respond to that word. Listen to what God's saying in your heart right now. And maybe some of you have discovered that peace a long time ago when you've lost it since then. You've drifted away from God. It's never too late to come back and discover it again. In 2 Peter, uh, Peter writes, Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. God has an abundance to pour out on us. And the second peace is inner peace, peace of God. The peace of God flows from having peace with God. If there's no peace with God, then there's a barrier between us and God. When we have peace with God, the barrier is gone, so God's peace can flow into our lives and through our lives. That's what we want. A man told a psychiatrist, every night when I get into bed, I think someone is under my bed. And I look under, but there's never anyone there. So then I crawl under the bed to sleep, and, and I get the idea that there's someone on top of the bed. And this goes on all night, up and down, up and down. Oh, it's driving me crazy, he said. Do you think you can help me? The psychiatrist says, I think I can. All you have to do is visit me twice a week for the next two years, and I think I can cure you. It'll cost you £100 per visit. That's around 21000 over the two years. And the man said, ooh, that's pretty steep, he says. I'll talk it over with my wife. So the next week, the man called, uh, uh, called the psychiatrist and he said, thanks, he says, but I won't be coming back. My wife didn't like the price, so she has solved the problem. The psychiatrist said, how does she do that? The man said, she cut the legs off the bed. So, <laughs> so there can't be anyone under it. Well, God wants to 
to cut the legs off our worries and our anxieties and our fears. He, wants, he doesn't want troubled hearts. We are not to let our hearts be troubled. That's what Jesus said. We can enjoy inner peace. When you have peace, peace with God, God's peace can flow into your life. The Holy Spirit is a spirit. He brings peace. John in his gospel says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Do you hear that? Peace I leave with you. My peace, that's God's peace. I give you. Just think about that. God, creator of the universe, wants to share his peace with you. He can give you peace. He can give you peace. And it's not like the world's peace. Troubled hearts can quickly look for peace in other places, in shopping sprees, or in alcohol, or in drugs, or television, or sports, or lots of other distractions. But look for the real peace. This is a gift from Jesus. We can have the peace of Jesus no matter what happens to us. You are not kept from trouble in your life. And Jesus doesn't promise you that you won't have troubles. In fact, he says in the world you will have troubles. But we are promised his peace through our troubles. Look at his life and how peacefully Jesus lived day by day. Despite hatred and beating and mockings and crucifixion. He still had peace even from the cross, he was speaking peace to those around him. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Do you hear that? The Lord is near. I, that's at the end of the previous verse, but I think it should be at the beginning of this verse, the Lord is near, because that's so special. Do you know the Lord near you? Do not be anxious then about anything. This is an all-encompassing solution for anxiety. But in everything by prayer and petition, present your requests to God. If you've not got peace, Bring the troubles to God, is what he's saying. Troubled hearts can pray, and God will guard your heart and minds, your thoughts and your feelings. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. I don't understand it at times, so I have peace. <laughs> Why do I have this peace when there's so much awful things going wrong, and sometimes in my own life or in my family? But we can find peace and live through it. But we can play our part in guarding our hearts because we need to think about truth. Uh, what Paul later on in Philippians 4 says of what's right and pure and holy and praiseworthy. Keep your thoughts on good things, on the things of God. And people will see you going through your troubles and be amazed. Where did he or she get such peace? And you will witness to the peace of God in your life. I think of Hugh, 80 years old, a lovely man of faith, diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And I went to see him and he said, I've lived a good life. He said, I've enjoyed God. I have peace. 
And I remember him saying, I just want to go to St. Oswald's and get even more ready to meet Jesus in the few weeks that I've left. That's the peace of God that passes all understanding. You can't explain it. You will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. That's a lovely verse in Isaiah 6, Isaiah 26, verse 3. When it says perfect peace, in the Hebrew it's actually peace, peace. Like you have bonbons, yes? It's good, good. Well, this is peace, peace. It's really good peace. And that's the peace of God for you. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And thirdly, I'm not going to say much, peace with people. Peace with others. On the day that we celebrate the birth of the Prince of Peace, statistics show that peace with family or friends may not last long. Peace is disrupted in lots of ways on Christmas Day, isn't it? There's a long list, you know, things that will cause, disrupt our peace. Interfering in the cooking of the Christmas dinner. When to open the presents, morning or after lunch. Who gets the last roast potato? Whether everyone has to wear a paper hat. Ooh, people get quite worked up about that one. Airing old feuds, old family feuds, arguments about monopoly rules or other game rules, whether or not to watch the king's speech. These things, isn't it? Hebrews 12 says, Make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one misses the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to trouble and defile many. If God loved us when we were in our sins, we must love others even when they don't meet all the conditions that we have set for them and the standards we have set for them. You can't set standards for someone else. Jesus loves us with unconditional love. I spoke about that last week. How God challenged me about not loving someone who's, who, who was a pain in my life. And, and God challenged me to love with unconditional love because that's how Jesus loves you and I. I still sin, he still puts up with me and loves me. That's beautiful, isn't it? That's the Christian life. If Jesus loves with unconditional love, he is the Prince of Peace. So to know peace with God means that God's peace can fill your heart and mind, enabling you to be at peace with even difficult people. May God bless you with a wonderful, peaceful Christmas in the presence of this beautiful, loving God and Savior, Jesus. Amen. What do I need to do after this service?